first, let me tell you about American financing. If you are thinking about buying a home, this is a big investment. Uh, make sure that you have the right financing when it comes to your home. There's a lot of people that are out there selling you mortgages. You have to remember that. The bank's not giving you a mortgage. They're selling it to you. It's a great piece of spin, though. It really is. Oh, we're it? giving you a mortgage. Oh, thanks. You're giving me the opportunity to pay you more than I'm borrowing? Oh, thank like you. Like a lot more. Right. <laughs> this is a family-owned national mortgage uh, a banker with salary-based mortgage consultants that work for you. So if you're looking to close quickly, you're looking for the right loan for you, start the conversation today. You could you could uh, be pre-qualified, I think, in 10 minutes. Call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Do you have your Women's March tree up yet, Stu? I don't. I still have to I get know. Mine. I decorated it. And the lot is just, at this point, there's almost nothing left. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. If you didn't get your Women's March tree, it's probably too late. But for those of you decorating, remember, it happens on Saturday. Oh, my son broke one of the ovary uh, ornaments oh, I had. You're yeah, kidding yeah, me. Glass, beautiful glass o- ovary ornament. Yeah. Man. Well, I had one. It, we got all tangled up. We had to have it removed. Oh, no. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the movement has really shown signs of strife. That's what the media would tell you it's actually imploding an article in tablet magazine revealed deep-seated anti-semitism among the co-chairs of the movement which is kind of really kind of funny for a movement that brands itself as is you know a haven of intersectionality the examples just keep piling up just yesterday there was another and i really mean this sincerely i hate to bring you the audio but I will in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes of commercials in this half hour. We've uh, kind of uh, changed things up because I hate those long commercial breaks just as much as you do. So let's chat for a minute and then right back into the program. Uh, let me tell you about the Palm Beach letter. There is an investment course that we had a former uh, Wall Street hedge fund manager, Tika Tawari, create for you. This is the guy. He is he talks to all of the big movers and shakers in the crypto world and, and the blockchain world. So he knows this technology really, really well. And he can explain um, how it works, why it's important, what he thinks is coming next and what he knows is coming next. It's a really interesting thing. We actually had this course built for you. We asked him to build this course because um, Stu and I, trying to figure out blockchain and Bitcoin and what it means and how it's all going to work, was damn near impossible. Basically a new language. It's like like learning, you know, you know. Spanish, then you have no knowledge of it. I mean, but once you get into it and you understand it. Uh, if you can have someone teach it to you and get the basics down, it's it's a lot easier to kind of yeah. absorb. We tried to do it on our own, and we did fairly well mm. for about three years, but we worked hard on it for three years. We had Tika in my office, and he explained it in about two hours. We were like, could you just do a course for anybody who wants to learn this? This is really a smart thing to do. It's what's called a smart crypto course. Go to smartcryptocourse.com. That's smartcryptocourse.com. This is a part of our future. Everyone should have a basic understanding of this. Smartcryptocourse.com. It'll teach you about crypto, also about blockchain. Call 1-877-PBL-BECK, 877-PBL-BECK, or just sign up.
sign up at smartcryptocourse.com. So, it's so, I mean, it's really diverse, the women's movement. It's very, very diverse. If you hate Jews, uh, you're in. If you like Jews, well, it's not that diverse. It's not that diverse. Let's not be crazy. Tamika Mallory, Carmen Perez, Linda Sarsour, and Bob Bland. It's that diverse. Bob can be a part. Bob but Bland you, is a, an exciting name. It <laughs> that's, that's a, it's hard to be. It's hard to have a sexy. You can, you're, you're not going into like performance. You know, you're not going to be like on American Idol, right? Like that's not your future if you're born Bob Bland. Like you're either an accountant, right. or you're managing some organization, yeah, like the women's movement. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, we've learned about the anti-Semitism and that it is very common among these women. Teresa Shook, who founded the Women's uh, March. Has uh, has repeatedly asked these people to step down. The co-chairs, quoting, have steered the movement away from its true course. I have waited, hoping that they would right the ship, she wrote, but they have not. In opposition to our unity principles, they have allowed anti-Semitism, anti-LGBTQIA sentiment. Plus two. She didn't include the plus two Um, and hateful racist rhetoric to become part of the platform by the refusal to separate themselves from groups that espouse these racist and hateful beliefs. This is this is the creator of the movement talking about the leadership of the movement. Uh, uh, Tamika uh, Mallory gave us the latest example. She continues to stand by Louis Farrakhan. Listen to her response. And Tamika, you came under some fire for your relationship with uh, Louis Farrakhan uh, and the Nation of Islam. Now, he's known for being anti-Semitic, for uh, being homophobic, but you do attend his events and you posted, I believe, a, a photo together calling him the GOAT, which means the greatest of all time. And you are running an organization that says it fights bigotry. Do you understand why your association with him is quite problematic? No, I think it's important to put the my attendance, my presence at Savior's Day, which is the highest holy day for the nation of Islam in proper context. Okay. You know, as a leader, as a black leader in a country that is still dealing with some very serious unresolved issues as it relates to the black experience in this country, um, I go into a lot of difficult spaces. Uh-huh. Here's where the real problem is. Uh, it's at the end of her nonsensical answer. Listen. But let me push back a little bit. Why call him the greatest of all time? I didn't call him the greatest of all time because of his rhetoric. I called him the greatest of all time because of what he's done in black community. Hmm. Ah, okay. Hmm. Okay. Here's a little taste of what he's done in the black community. White folks are going down. And Satan is going down. And Farrakhan, by God's grace, has pulled the cover off of that satanic Jew. And I'm here to say, your time is up. 
so i mean you know that's a that's a quite an accomplishment there uh we are going to be looking into the women's march on thursday's television broadcast you don't want to miss that uh you want the truth about you know the people who are running the women's uh, march movement have at it the the mainstream media won't give you all of this they're not going to say anything they will talk about if you're a deplorable how hitlerite you are even though you don't like hitler you like the jews you support israel whatever it is they'll still tell you that you're a white supremacist and yada 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 but louis farrakhan can say these things and they don't mind we do and we have the expose coming up on thursday's television program only on the blaze tv speaking of television I, 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 you know, look, no, let me just say this. Gillette, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. And I started watching this with an open mind and I thought, okay, you know what? I, I agree with these things. I don't want men to be pigs. I hate, I, I watched Mad Men. Did you watch Mad Men? No. Okay, so I watched Mad Men, and it's like, I can't believe the world was like that, okay? It's not like that. And if you are like that, you're a throwback, and you just don't have any place. The world wasn't like that. People were not that good-looking back then. <laughs> okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you that. All right, so listen to this Gillette ad. Bullying. The Me Too movement against sexual masculinity. Is this the best a man can get? That shows their commercials Is it? for the years. And how mom can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. It's showing these images of, you know, comedy shows. It, first of all, it's one of them is from like the 1950s. <whistles> from the 1950s. Um, you know, we, we still have that happening with the women ogling the, the construction guy drinking a Diet Coke. <laughs> um, but, you know, it shows, it shows stuff that we all know. We all look at now and go, ick. Okay. Um, it's showing a lot of Gillette ads. From the past, you know, good for them. Now go ahead. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But it has these boys changed. fighting. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Stop. So far, I'm like, okay. All right. I mean, Please don't preach to me, Gillette. But yeah, okay, I get it. There's nothing you would disagree with in this. It's ju- and that's what pandering is, right? Like you, right. you, pandering is something you say that no one can disagree with because you're trying to kiss the butt of your of your Correct. audience, right? Here's here's where it goes off the rails for me. Go ahead. Because we we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Wow. Stop. Stop. That is something my father taught me. That's some, I'm 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 54. That is something my father taught me. So why is this a new idea, Gillette? That men have to be men, not boys. 
The problem with men is not men. It's boys. It's boys. It's boys that never grow into men. I know what a man is. I was taught what a man is supposed to do. And then I was taught, no, don't do any of those things. No, no, no. I was taught by feminists. No, no, no. Don't you hold that door open. Don't you, don't you do that. Don't you stand when a woman comes to the table. No, no, no. They're just like men. Well, a man stands at a table. If a woman would like to stand at a table when I arrive, I don't mind. I think it's unnecessary, but kind. Thank you. Wow. That's wow. Thank you for honoring me that way. I just I was just talking to my son this uh, this weekend. A man stands to shake another man's hand. If you're kind of sprawled out on the couch and somebody comes by and they're like, hey, dude, just want to say hi. They reach to shake your hand. You stand up and shake that man's hand. That's what a man does. It's respect. Now, I've grown up with that. I think most American men have grown up with that. But let Gillette tell us what it's really like. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right way. Not cool. Not cool. Some already are. In ways big. Yo, men. And small. I am strong. I am strong. But some is not enough. So how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. Yeah, thank you, Gillette. Um, By the way, Bic. Bic. (laughs) I will always use Bic. I will never buy another Gillette product. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you lecture me about bullying? About bullying. It shows two boys fighting. Well, boys will be boys calling each other names. Well, that's just the way they are. No. Now, because we at this stupid razor company, we want you to know that we, we're we pulling for the ladies. We're pulling for the victims. What the hell do you think the American ethic is? Why do you think our armed military is different than the rest? Because we don't go in and rape people. We go in and we set them free and we try to set things right and we try to show there's respect for people. We go and rescue the Jews. We go and rescue the women. We go and rescue people because that's what men do. Boys do not. Men do. Shut your pie hole, Gillette. (sighs) Sorry, I'm tired of it. Say a razor commercial, just in case you were wondering. I know. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the point? That's part of what pisses me off. That's what's annoying off. about it's it. It's right? a razor commercial. You're selling us crap, you lousy pieces of crap. You're selling us something. You got around. You sat around in a boardroom and like, well, what can we do to really reach people? I know. We can do. Shut up. Stop manipulating us. Oh. Okay. And by the way, for the people who like this Gillette commercial, all the women who are cheering, aren't you the ones that are telling us about the evil corporations? Huh. You're kind of missing it on this one, aren't you? 
All right. Well, I'll talk about Brexit coming up in uh, just a second. Uh, let me give one minute on Car Shield. Car Shield is not going to lecture you on what men and you know or men and any of that stuff. Car Shield's just going to say, "Hey, do you have a car that is between five thousand, hundred fifty thousand miles? You're out of warranty, and you don't want to go in and pay a lot of money for a stupid sensor or something else that would have been covered by warranty." Car Shield has you covered. Um, Car Shield will um, take care of the roadside assistance. They will take care of the rental car while yours is in the shop. Uh, if it's if what's wrong with your car is is actually covered in the warranty, uh, they'll take care of it. Everything that in my family, we've had everything covered. Uh, my son didn't have Car Shield. Uh, he didn't have it covered. It cost him five grand out of his pocket. How can you afford that? The average person can't afford that. I just need my car back. Can you take that piece out and uh, just give me my car back running like crap? Car Shield, they write the check so you don't have to. Car Shield, 800 car 6100. Save right now 10% car 6100. 800 car 6100 or carshield.com. Make sure you use the promo code back. Carshield.com. 10 seconds station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. So today is the day that we're supposed to they're they're supposed to vote on Brexit. Now, in case you don't understand what's going on, let me just let me just sum it up in two ways. Um, You know, what's happening on our border where the people have voted and said they want a border wall. Uh, They want border security. Let's just leave the border wall. They just want border security. Uh, and the politicians haven't done it, and it's kind of pissing people off. That's what's happening with Brexit. The people say, "I don't want your immigration rules. I don't want. I don't want you telling us how to live our lives. We're English. We're British. So stop telling us how to live our life." They're they're <laughs> anti-colonialists. They're saying to Europe, "Don't colonize us. We're our separate culture." So that's what the people are saying. The politicians are doing exactly the same thing that they're doing here in the United States. They'll say one thing, but when it comes push to shove, they'll do another. So Theresa May has brokered this deal. Well, nobody in their right mind wants this deal because it doesn't give their sovereignty back. They still can't make trade agreements. They still, they're, not, they're not Great Britain. They're still in the EU, but they don't have to live by some of the rules like, you know, immigration, et cetera, et cetera. So the people feel like we do when they talk about comprehensive immigration reform. We're all like, no, get this done first. And then we'll talk about how, what we're going to do after. That's exactly what's happening over in uh, England. But they have something else going on, and that is the Irish problem. The Irish, apparently, and I didn't, I didn't know this, and I don't know if I fully understand this uh, correctly, but the Irish, to solve the, you know, remember the Protestant Catholic IRA kind of wars that were going on where they wanted to break away from Great Britain? The way they solved that, apparently, was if you were in Ireland, you could have a British passport or you could have an Irish passport. You could do one or the other. You could be a British citizen or an Irish citizen. Stay in the Commonwealth, um, but you kind of, you know, you have self-determination and we're going to open up the borders, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 
So it wasn't a problem when everybody was in the EU. But now Ireland has voted to stay in the EU. So what do you do? It's Great Britain. It'd be like if Florida decided, you know what? We want to stay in the in the TPP. We, we want to stay in this, this new agreement. We still want to be part of uh, America, kind of. But we, wanna st- we want our own thing. We're not going to do this treaty that the rest of America is doing. And it's a trade, trade agreement. Well, what would happen? First of all, that would start to eat away at the Union. If, if Florida could do that, why couldn't Texas? Why couldn't others? And so you get on this slippery slope of you don't really have a union. So there's one problem with it. The second problem is if if uh, Florida was making their own trade agreements, one side or the other, America or Florida, is going to have better deals on certain products. So let's say they made a really great deal with uh, Germany because Germany was pissed at Donald Trump or whatever. And so they started getting Mercedes in and they had them at really low prices, no tariffs, everything else. Well, people from the other states would go in and buy that Mercedes in Florida and then drive it out. Well, how do you work with that? Because it's part of our country. Do we have to put a border there? Do we have to have tariffs? Do we have to have new laws? restricting what florida can do and we have to stop florida from coming in and let's say you know united states had cheap steel but because florida decided not to do it they're going to have to buy steel with the tariff so how do we stop steel from going into florida and how about those citizens who are like look i didn't want anything to do with this i'm an american citizen i have every right that's what's happening now with brexit And it's because of the politicians making this overly complex, I think with an exception of of Ireland, I think that is a complex problem. But they're trying to go in and not do what's called a hard exit, uh, which just says, we're out. And that's what the people want. And if they don't do this, you're going to see increased strife in England. Um, against the politicians, and it's only going to make things much, much worse. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Okay, so I start Field of Greens. Why do I start Field of Greens, Stu? Why do I, why do I start it? Because you don't want to eat salads, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Or any yeah. other vegetable yeah. in any form. So my wife says, uh, you know, I found this new thing that's uh, really healthy, and uh, I want you to eat uh, salads for 28 days. Only salads, nothing else. And I'm like, what What the? No, I feel the green. No, I just. You don't have no, to do that anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. And she's like, no, that's what we're going to do. <sighs> You wow! You, uh, you your spine is just—it's just iron. Shut up, shut up, man who keeps purses in safe. That's your Indian name, <laughs> by the way. Field of Greens. If you don't want to have a salad anymore, you don't have to. This has everything: certified vegan, vegetarian, USA, uh, USDA, organic fruits. Do it now at BrickHouseGlen.com. Promo code Glen BrickHouseGlen.com. So if you think that uh, all men are basically uh, in the Me Too movement, uh, you're going to hear more about the Gillette commercial coming up next with Pat Gray. 
give a free advertisement uh, here for the Dollar Shave Club <laughs> as I open up my uh, my envelope uh, that I get from the Dollar Shave Club, and I oh, I get my new razor blades from them, but I also get uh, a little like a little toilet reader and stuff <laughs> like that, which I don't get from. Gillette. <laughs> uh, so, hello, welcome to the program, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear uh, live uh, every day before this program, and then download in, in, at your uh, leisure and your uh, your your time that you want to listen to it. Do you actually use blades now? Uh, I yeah, about half. The haven't time. used blades since I was in high school. I really? think. Yeah. yeah, about half the time. I have what's called uh, a newfangled invention called an electric razor do you mm. yeah interesting yeah it's strange it's, you're, you're gonna switch to to gillette now though after this ad because if you um, don't i mean really you hate women right? gillette, hate women. and now i'm even more committed to not using gillette really yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. you do really i'll never hate women i'll never i don't really care i i i've never you know big you know gillette clamshell i don't yeah. really care usually does it have a sharp edge that i, I can trim my beard with i care okay i care and by the <clears> way the edge that's 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 the name of a guy not the flamingo flamingo what is the flamingo i think the flamingo is their new pastel colored men razor i think (laughs) maybe it's maybe it's for women i don't know i saw the gillette ad on the same deal about the you know the the commercial or about the yeah about the men's commercial so maybe it was just an autofill thing mm-hmm. and it was a women's razor but it appeared to be a man's razor i don't care enough to even look into it but if that's your idea of a man's razor <laughs> wow wow see that's you're exactly the man they're talking to in this commercial yeah you, uh, am, you, am toxic, i yeah. am toxic i am i yeah, i want you, you to I, you know Gillette, okay. i invite you to my house for a while and hear the things that i teach my son and then lecture me uh, the, you you are a giant corporation that is only trying to sell a product. You don't really mm-hmm. care because you were the one pumping sweet cheeks into my living room for decades. You are the ones that said, hey, girls find this sexy and hot. Woo! Uh, put your put your cheek next to mine, sweet cheeks. Uh, and they weren't talking necessarily about the cheek on your face. Wow, that's toxic. That was a toxic rant oh, right there. I, mm. These these guys, if if it if they could sell more razors by being pigs, they would. They yeah, would. Well, they of course did. they would. They right, did. Uh, of course, yes, yeah, that was their plan, it. right? They did it. And this is just like we are unhappy with our market share of women's razors. So here's a commercial for you about how good women are. Like, it's so transparent and awful. Well, they say that this is to sell the men's razor. But is there, a guy, is there a guy within the sound of my voice that watches that commercial and hasn't already been raising your son to be that kind of a man? And, and, doesn't, and doesn't have a visceral re- reaction to how aggravating and maddening this and insulting, insulting. this commercial is. Right. Insulting. It's, not, it's, it's unbelievable. Not the, it's not even the content. Right? No, like, there's not. nothing in there that anyone would disagree with. But that's the point. But that's what's annoying. Well, it's like the, so insulting and The pandering. disagreement comes from the sweeping indictment yes. on an entire gender of human beings. That's the implication here is that men are bad and we want you to be better from at Gillette. Uh, but Pat, they but said some, also, some were okay. They uh-huh. said some but were yeah, okay. They did. It's mm-hmm. also like watching BP or Exxon 
do their commercials, you know, people are burning fossil fuels. Right, yeah. And you're like, right. what? Right. <laughs> you're the people who've been pumping that in, literally pumping that and for decades. Amazingly, they're doing that, too. Yeah, I know they are. They really are doing that. But mm-hmm. at least they're lecturing themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. At least BP is like beyond petroleum. Well, no, you're not. You're petroleum. <laughs> well, but we'd like to be beyond petroleum. Okay. Well, they actually had a legitimate. I'd like Brexit. to have wings too. They we're, Brexited yeah. their name. We're not British we're anymore. Not British we're petroleum. beyond. We're beyond yeah. petroleum. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's amazing. Uh, it's just it just strikes me as embarrassing. There is a level there of of the sort of Domino's approach, though, isn't there? Where they're like, ah, you know, our pizza used to suck, but now we're now our pizza's good. That's kind of what they're doing. They're like. They're showing their own ads and yeah, saying, okay, but wait, wait, wait. We don't Dust- like the Dustin things we used to Dustin Hoffman do. has to answer today for something that he did or said while filming The Graduate. Okay? Mm-hmm. Gillette doesn't have to explain what they were doing. <laughs> I, I, wasn't it Gillette that did Joe Namath? Mm-hmm. It was one of them. I mean, they don't have to explain. I know, like Zima. They don't. They don't they don't Did. they don't actually have to explain what they were doing when they were selling sex and razors back in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or maybe 2 years ago. They don't have to answer for any of that, but if I god forbid said something, my son said something in 1995, my life is destroyed. Yeah. How dare mm-hmm. you? It's really weird I, and I think uh this is a strange thing. We've talked for years. I mean, how long have we been doing the show? And we've talked about how, you know, the left and the media are pushing the boundaries and we're losing those sort of traditional values, right? Like yeah. everybody's having sex with everybody. And yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah. like, a, like they've now combined that with like this really odd puritanical d- set of demands where you can't like you can't that's talk about religion. sex. You can't talk about any of these things. Like you have to at the same time be way over the line and break every barrier uh, of of what was at one point good taste but at the same time you can't say anything to anybody it's a it, new religion it is it's a new religion these are the puritanical priests that will tell you what you can and cannot say and what's what's so aggravating about this is you're the one always saying to us that we're too we're too tight. We're too. Uh, we're too afraid of sex and everything else. We we just want everybody to be wholesome. And well, now what is that Gillette ad? That Gillette ad is teaching your children to be wholesome. It's teaching your mm-hmm. children not to ogle girls, not to pinch their ass, <laughs> not to not to whistle at them and cat call them. And it's a good thing Gillette came along because I was teaching my kids oh, exactly the opposite. That's the only I reason it, why I taught my son how to whistle. Right? I put my kid in cat call <laughs> class. Right. I was teaching him yeah. how to be a better cat well, caller. I, I put him in construction sites uh, so that he could learn from the workers. Oh, there. that's a smart thing. That's very uh, yeah, because all construction are, sites, they're all they that all way. Do that. Yeah, all men all are like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do. Yep. Right. You know, it's toxic masculinity. Toxic. Amen. It's just insulting. poison spilling out of these men. Just poison, poison out of them. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for You're saying welcome. that. You're welcome. Okay. It had to be said. I can think. I talk to you about? Can I talk to you about a a poisonous uh, man? Absolutely. A guy, is, a guy who has just. You're going to have to has, narrow it down, though. I mean, it's all men. Well, everybody's going to know this one. Tim Allen. Oh, he geez. is the worst mm-hmm. of the worst. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been pushing that to be a bad kind of man. Your whole, our whole life. 
Well, ABC did the right thing by firing him. Um, Unless you're looking for money or ratings, uh, Fox just put them on, debuted. He had great ratings for a show that I really haven't seen talked about. I didn't know it was even I would have watched it had I known that it was Was coming back. It was coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, But here is uh, here's uh, here's just a real quick clip of the new Tim Allen show as it's back on Fox. Oh, no, I'm, I'm trying to DVR my favorite show, but it's not on. Oh, well, maybe it got canceled. <laughs> you know, the TV business can be a heartless bastard. Hey, hey, canceled? Why would they cancel a popular show that everybody loves? <laughs> maybe they're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Just try another channel. Oh, the mic. They don't just take a show off one network and put it on a different... <laughs> hey, there it is. You're right, Mr. B. Am I wrong, or is it, like, way better on this network? <laughs> way better, way better. I'll be damned. I've never heard of this happening before. Well, it's pretty rare, but the show must have... A lot of loyal, kick-ass fans, huh? Mm, How great is that? How great is that? Satisfying? Yeah. Yeah, well, if he just wasn't so toxic in his masculinity, Mm. I think. Tools. You know, he once talked about tools. He did. Tools. Mm -hmm. That's the men. Tools. Mm. Power tools. You know what that means. Women in short shorts. Oh, my goodness. Exploited them. Oh, my goodness. Exploited them. Well, Gillette, thank goodness. Thank goodness. If that show is number one, Gillette will not (laughs) advertise, (laughs) I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Pat. Um, Let's talk about the X chair sitting in the uh, X chair now doing the broadcast. Uh, You can have an X chair just like this one. Carol Merrill, tell us a little something about it. Uh, What? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you keep purses in safes. I thought you were Mm. I thought you were the least masculine here in the room. Uh, really do you want to revisit your my wife is telling me what to eat for every meal for a month and it's all lettuce. Is oh, you want I to revisit think, that one? Uh, I think I will defend your immediate your honor, fold. Your honor, on, may I just point out, I'll defend that one all day long compared to I bought a safe mm-hmm. and my wife puts all of the purses. What we we don't keep guns, we don't keep any manly stuff in there. We keep her purses in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll defend oh, that. Oh, you, yeah. you you keep working on that. And wait wait till I turn these things in. I said, I'm gonna be living on an island. I'll buy my private island with these purses in a few months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about the uh-huh. X chair because I like it and not you. Okay, uh, the X chair is comfortable. Mm-hmm. You when you have to sit and let's say you're in an office and you might sit across from someone who you really don't like. Yeah, it has wheels on the, the bottom <laughs> so you can wheel away. <laughs> it's really comfortable. It has a million different adjustments and they have the X chair basic now, right? Which is great. Especially I think if you have a home office, if you're someone who's working from home and you're there and you're sitting there all the time and that's your job, you got to treat yourself to something nice here when it comes mm-hmm. to the chair or you're going to be really uncomfortable and not want to sit there and work all day. So the X chair is now on sale, $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. Make sure you check out their X basic. That's the letter X chairbeck.com or call 844-4X chair. Comes with 30 day, no questions asked, guarantee, complete satisfaction. It's xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck and you're also going to get a free foot rest. It's xchairbeck.com promo code code back.
So what's happened with Stephen King? Uh, the author? Uh, he's uh, He's been, a, actually, I think, overrated for a really Steve long time. King. How about Steve King? Steve King from Iowa. Yes. Yes. I don't know exactly. We've been looking into this. You know. Steve's always been rock solid. I've never had a question about Steve King. Ever. He's, Until recently. And he's been controversial with the media for a while, but yes, a lot of but Republicans he's, but are. He's ne- I've never thought Steve King, oh, he's a racist, he's a white supremacist, oh, he hates whatever. And never, ever have I thought that about Steve King. I There's something that bothers me about this whole incident. Um, explain what. Explain so what's going he on. Was in, he, he did an interview with the New York Times in which he said, the quote was, I believe, uh, white supremacist, uh, white nationalist, uh, Western, Western civilization. civilization. When did this language become offensive? Uh, that was the the money quote, right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying basically, like you didn't know that white supremacy was uh, was offensive, and so. But his explanation is, yes, yeah, so he was talking about people are always talking about white supremacy and and white nationalism. The Western culture. When did Western culture become offensive? And there's some reason to believe that's what he meant, and that his next sentence was, "I took classes on this, and they told me about the merits of it." And uh, and I, is that bad now? Now, no one took a white supremacy class. No one took a white nationalist class. Mm-hmm. You did take Western civilization classes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, you know, there's some reason to believe that that's what he was referring to. And it really, it comes down to. On this particular quote, and, and a lot of people can bring up things on the side of Steve, Steve King, and I think we should talk about those too, but on this particular quote, there's no audio of it. I have yet to see the context in which it happened. I, you know, I don't understand why we haven't seen the entire transcript of this interview yet. I want to see it. It may very well be that, that he did something terrible here, and he is this bad guy. But I mean, but like, there's a, period, there's a comma instead of a period in this, in this quote. Mm-hmm. Where it says white nationalist, comma yeah, white supremacy, and comma yeah. uh, and Western civil, or it doesn't even say and. It's just Western civilization. Uh, when did these things become offensive, or when did this language become offensive? If you put a period after Western or white nationalism, so he's maybe referring to something else: white white supremacy, white nationalism. Listen. Western civilization should not be controversial. Well, if, know, if that's a point he's making, right. I think most people, most certainly most Republicans would I not think, disagree with it. I think what he's saying is that I'm saying all of these charges, you're this, you're that, you're this, yeah. you're that, you're a white supremacist, uh, you know, you're, you're a white nationalist. Western civilization yeah. is, it, is, is, remember when Katie Couric said to me, uh, what is the uh, white culture right exactly okay it's, remember he, he's it's fighting everything that, point, that you theoretically fighting that point correct mm-hmm. katie it's everything that you and people like you are now saying is horrible it's western civilization western civilization yes people of many colors and many backgrounds and many religions and many non-religions helped formulate this yeah but generally speaking it was european and even tim scott who came out and wrote an op-ed saying how bad steve king's comments were says if it's western civilization we all agree that that we can defend that um but uh, he does not getting the benefit of the doubt, even from people who would be friendly with him. And he's had t- he's had everything taken away from him on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody, even diehard supporters of him have 
have bailed on him. But I but I wonder if it's bailing on him because I feel like this is the last straw. The last straw. Right. It just makes it impossible. It's just too hard to yeah. defend somebody. And I don't after know this this particular thing doesn't. There's something I can't square with it with this New York Times quote. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. We can go over the details on that. But like you know his his endorsement for the Toronto mayor thing was was really bad to me. Really bad. It that, was to me too. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on so with him. I, we could, say, reach out to him. To him. Because we've had respect for him for years. Yeah. And I don't even know what to think on this one. You know, it doesn't look good, uh, but I would want somebody to give me a fair hearing. Yeah, that's so true. Let's, let's have Steve on and let him explain whether you buy into it or not. At least let us give him a fair hearing. Um, okay, uh, Home Title Lock is our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Home Title Lock is a great company because they are the only ones who can do what they do. Uh, if you want to protect your title from home title fraud, which is a, one of the fastest growing crimes in America, you need home title lock. And really, you can't use anybody else because home title lock is the only, they're the only people who do this. Um, they put a virtual barrier around your home's title uh, and mortgage so that people can't transfer it into their name and borrow against the equity. And this is happening across the country and it can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's a disaster if it happens to you. Um, so HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. They have a free uh, title scan and report. It's a $100 value. They'll give that to you free when you sign up. Make sure your house isn't already affected by this. Uh, HomeTitleLock.com. Protect your most valuable asset. Uh, and big chunk of the American dream, your, your home. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. HomeTitleLock.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I am so excited for this interview. This is one of those things, you know, I've told you in the past, I, you know, I I lived at the time when Tokyo Rose was still alive and she had such a tale to tell and she died and I didn't reach out and talk to her. I mean, these people who have experienced history or are making history, I mean, I've got the greatest job in the world. All we have to do is call them and go, hey, would you come on the air and talk to us? There is somebody who everyone in this audience, I think, would you say that's pretty safe to say, what, 90% of everyone in this that's audience heard. Yeah, sure. knows this person's voice, but you know nothing about her, and you have no idea the story of how it got from her mouth to your iPhone. You have no idea. She didn't even have an idea. Uh, I, I won't tell you her name yet. I'm just going to tell you that her her Twitter handle is seriously Susan. Seriously Susan. In one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. Okay, there's about uh, seven million people getting hit with a flu this time of year. If one more person asked me if I've had a flu shot, no, I haven't had a flu shot. When did this become an absolute must? I mean, it's not a bad idea. I don't mind. You know, I just when did this become a must? We didn't have everybody crying over flu shots when I was growing up and we all pretty much survived. When did this when did this happen? You take flu shots all the time? I I do get them every year, yeah. Every year you uh-huh. get them. But I don't think it's I mean I, there's been years I haven't. Right, I mean, you know. right. I mean I yeah. get them sometimes, I don't get them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Why is everybody making such a big deal? Did you get your flu shot? No, I didn't. You should have a flu shot. Why should I have a flu shot? Is it like is it something really really bad this year compared to last year? Get off my back about the damn flu shots. <laughs> I've got other things I'm worried about. <laughs> 
like I haven't I haven't changed my air filters yet. And nobody's asking me, have you changed your air filter yet? No. You should change your air filter. <laughs> you know what? I hired a company to send me air filters so nobody ever has to ask me, Ow. have you changed your air filter yet? Typical rich person thing. He just gets to get people to come no. and do all of the no, stuff no. for him. No, you can just you can go right now to filterby.com and you can actually save money by having your filters delivered directly to you. And then nobody has to say, have you have you checked your filter yet? Have you had your flu shot? No, leave <laughs> me alone. Go to filter by. They're going to leave you alone. They're just going to send you a filter. And then you see it on your porch. And you're like, oh, I got to change the filter. Nobody has to say anything. Filterby.com. You know, we wouldn't have all these problems with stupid people if we just didn't have all these stupid people. I'm just saying. Filterby.com. Filterby. That sounds a little anti-human, doesn't it? It does. It good does. Thing, good, thing we, good thing we have Siri on. With us next uh filterby.com that's filterby.com S- susan bennett is her name susan bennett the original voice of siri welcome to the program how are you hello glenn <laughs> it is so first of all i want to get into your history but just just answer this you didn't even know you were going to be siri did you correct i had no idea and when you actually got a phone call from a friend who said i just got this new apple iphone it sounds just like you yes it was an email and a fellow voice actor so he recognized my voice and he said um, yeah this sounds just like you so I went on the Apple site and listened, and I said, well, <laughs> that's because it is me. Isn't that wow, weird? All right, I want to get into this, this whole story with you, but l- let's, let's start at the beginning. You've been a, a voice actor uh, for a long time, which is, quite honestly, my dream job. Uh, you don't have to think. You don't have to, all you have to do is just read the words and just think about how they sound the best. That's fantastic. You don't actually have to come up with like stuff. You can roll in and, and do it. I'm sure that's not the actual case. It's price. No, that's the way I want to believe it okay. is. Susan, that's the way it is, right? Just say yes. Oh, yes. You can believe that if you'd like. <laughs> Why do you sound like Siri talking down to me when you say that? Well, yes, Siri does that. Okay. So um, well, the, the original Siri did that <laughs> so you were you were actually working in studios and the voice actor didn't show up and you're like i can do this right no actually um the owner of the studio at the time said susan you don't have an accent i bet you uh, could read this copy so i i read it and said oh yes i can do that and as a you know a true freelancer i was excited to find another avenue to pursue to make it a living <laughs> because you were because you were a backup singer for roy orbison correct I mean, like, oh, wow. that's like, that's amazing. Who Siri was like a backup singer. Oh, and I got to sing a duet with him in concert. I, I played the Emmylou Harris part. Yeah, wow. it was exciting. We traveled all over the world. And Burt Bacharach? Yeah. So, like, you oh, have serious God, was, musical chops. Well, that was, that was really exciting. It, it was truly a high point in my life. Do you sing anymore? Oh, yes. Yeah, I sing all the time. Um, my husband and I had a band together for close to 25 years. I was two when I started. Holy cow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we still play together. And right now, 
The only consistent thing we we do, actually, is we're in a band called Boomers Gone Wild, and we play <laughs> nothing but 60s and 70s rock and soul music. That's cool. And That's everybody awesome. in the band plays by ear, so we take requests, and we... We even play songs we don't really know, so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we should, we, we should, we, I mean, we have calls for bands from time to time. We do uh, fundraisers and stuff. We should, are That'd you still awesome. for hire? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, are okay. you kidding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you We're any good? We're always for hire. <laughs> are you guys good? Well, I'm not going to say we're not good. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> good. Okay. All right, yes. so, all right, so you started doing uh, commercials, and can you give us any things that you've said that we might have heard pre-Siri? Oh, dear. Because um, you did stuff for no, McDonald's. Really and specific. It's just, you know, and, and in the past, um, when, you know, before technology allowed all voice actors to just work from home and, and it's basically up to the engineers to put the commercial together. Yeah. Back in the day when we would all get in the studio together, it was, it was a lot more fun. And actually, you were talking about the fact that, oh, you just have to show up and read the copy. Well, sometimes that wasn't the case when we all got in the studio together. Because sometimes we would, you know, improvise things, and they would actually say, "Oh, that's that's better than the script. Let's use yeah. that." So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, 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 so you did, uh, you know, you did the loudspeaker announcements over for Delta Airlines for their gates. Um, you did uh, Macy's, McDonald's, Goodyear's, Papa John, IBM, Coca Cola. You also were you were the voice of uh, a lot of GPSs, where you're like. At the next, go ahead, say it. At the next safe spot, in a quarter of a mile, make a left turn. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my That's gosh! Amazing. That is so wild. <laughs> yeah. People, do people ever like get into a car with you and just be like, "That's weird. That's just weird." <laughs> well, some people, you know, it's amazing that some people really, really don't hear um, as acutely as you might think. Because when they they actually altered the original Siri voice with the iPhone 5S, and I was one of the few people that really thought that it was different. Most people didn't recognize the change at all, and it turns out that it, they did not get another actor at that point. They actually just manipulated my voice, you know, with computers and so this manipulated is... audiologically to sound just a little bit different, and uh, finally... Uh, the only uh, really acknowledgement from Apple that I've had is if you ask Siri today who I am, she will say Susan Bennett is an American voice actor and the original voice of Siri up to OS 11, which, you know, was last year. And now suddenly, uh, yeah, Siri's a millennial now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your voice is not being used at all for Siri no, now. No, I'm done. I've had my I've had my stint as Siri. It's over. Wow. So now this is the this is the really interesting part to me, um, because it, it, you didn't like when you when you did GPS or you did Lucent Technologies and you know for the operator press go ahead say one of those things. Uh, yes, for for Susan Bennett, please press one. Right. Okay. For all other calls, just hang up. <laughs> and when you did things for the GPS, like at the next, you know, next light turn, you actually had to say those things. Well, no. Um, any anything that was recorded for the Nuance Company, which is uh, the biggest IBR company in the world, and from which Apple got all the Siri voices. And people go, wait a minute, all the Siri voices? Well, you have to remember that I do not speak every language in the, in the world. And so mm-hmm. they had uh, other voices doing different language, languages for different um, countries. 
And so we didn't, we really had no idea. Uh, the recordings were done, my recordings were done in 2005. I've spoken to some other people that started even earlier than that. Wow. But we recorded all of these sentences and phrases that were, reco- that were created just to get all the sound combinations in the language. For instance, can you remember any of those? Oh, of course. Cow hoist in the tub hut today. Wait, wait, wait. Ask bossa, ask bossy. Wait, wait, say him again. Cow hoist in the tub hut today. Say fossa, ask fossa, ask fussy. You could hear from the sound. They were just trying to get the sounds. Oh, wow. And we read just thousands and thousands of those phrases. And it was actually very, very tedious. And, and uh, you know, I think I actually had a little brain damage during that time. Well, I bet you did. <laughs> and, but you had no idea who was actually on the other end buying this. And no, we were sort of told that we were just doing generic phone messaging, but, you know, where we were doing recordings for phone systems. And, you know, I guess it's a combination of naivete and uh, just uh, the, the desire to do a lot of work that we found ourselves in this position of, of having our voices used uh, in a lot of different places, uh, basically without our permission, um, it, um, it's a complicated thing, but yeah, the way yeah. I look at it is we sort of we sort of were in the middle of that uh, transition period between doing business as usual and doing business with you know the, at the speed of technology. Yeah. So we really had no idea exactly what we were doing. Right. Um, I will have to say it was a you know it was a little troubling at first to realize that, and then it's sort of like anything else in life that you're surprised by, something you don't expect, and you have to figure out a way to, uh, to deal with it, adapt, yeah. adjust, and spin it to the positive for yourself, which is what I've done. And it's turned out to be really uh, a, an incredible thing. It's, it's, really, <laughs> it's really been a, a very fabulous thing for me, especially at this particular time in my life. So I, I, mm. I want to talk to you. We're going to take a one-minute break, Susan, and then I want to come back, and I want to talk to you about um, because you didn't record it, you, you, you basically handed one thing that is uniquely you, your voice, and it's saying things that you never said and, and, and how that plays, uh, in a person's head. And, and also, um, uh, should there be a law, uh, should there be something that says, Hey, a, a voice is unique. I mean, I, I think this is the future. Actors, old actors, anybody. If you don't own the rights to yourself, um, you can now be manipulated, and and you could be a movie star. But it's not you. Um, and I want to talk to you about that, Susan Bennett, the the original voice of Siri. When we come back. All right, one minute, and then we're back with uh, we're back with Siri. First. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Uh, Relief Factor, uh, I've been taking for about a year now. And, you know, I know a lot of people will talk to you about Relief Factor. Other shows have uh, talked to you about it, and you can, you know, trust them and whatever. But I don't know if they actually take it. Uh, I do not endorse things that you put into your body. I don't think I've ever endorsed things in the last 20 years, too. Can you think of anything heroin but i mean that was uh it was a minor campaign yeah okay mm-hmm. um yeah there was that heroin thing mm-hmm. um uh but <laughs> I, I you know when it comes to ingesting stuff I, if i'm not taking it i won't talk to you about it and if i don't see results i won't talk to you about it uh relief factor 
100% drug-free, created by doctors for key ingredients that help your body fight against inflammation. And that is one of the biggest problems we have when it comes to pain. I've taken it for a year now. You'd have to take it three times a day. It's no big deal. You take breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and my pain has greatly reduced, greatly reduced um, to a point to where I can function. And I you know, don't get up every day going, I can't live this way anymore. It's a nice little bonus for your life. It really is. Yeah. Try the three-week quick start. It's only nineteen ninety-five. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. You try it. If it works, you order more. If it doesn't, you're out 20 bucks. But if it does work, like it does with 70% of the people who try it, you get your life back. Relieffactor.com. All right, pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Susan, I don't want to talk specifically about Apple. I want to I want to talk about this in theory. Um, you had your voice, you know, you, you signed the contracts and the personal and everything, but you had never thought of this technology and how it could be used. And your voice was in some ways taken from you. It, it, did that play games with you? Yes, yeah, it was a. It, it is kind of a troubling thing, but I think even more troubling than that is because of just the ability uh, with technology now. They can basically basically make you sa- sound like you're saying anything. They can change, you know, the tone, timbre, pacing of your voice, and uh, even recently I put together. Um, I do a lot of. Uh, Siri appearances and speaker events, and I wanted to put mm. together a, a speaker demo, and I was working with um, a video editor, and all of a sudden he said, well, you're saying this, but we can fix that. I'm going, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So you mean we can't, so we can no longer trust anything we hear or see? This yeah. is not good. Yeah. So, you know, basically, uh, you know, I try not to take it personally, because it's it's sort of just the way our culture seems to be going. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, as somebody who um, I watch technology um, and I've been concerned about deep fakes that are that are are going to be a problem starting, I think, in 2020 real problem. uh, And that is the manipulation of video and audio. So where you cannot believe your eyes and ears, they can make make me say anything and you won't know. I wouldn't even be able to tell. I mean, like, wait, I I never said that. When did I say that? Um, And the deep fakes are getting so good that that just changes our whole world, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I, I, I find it quite appalling. I mean, even to the point where I've done so many interviews and I appreciate doing a live interview because... Uh, many times, uh, interviewers take Edit. a direct quote and just sort of make it their own yeah. and end up saying something that I didn't actually say. And, you know, I, I just really try to to not think too much about it because it's, uh, it is very troubling. And, uh, and, and I feel very bad for really famous people, you know, the, uh, the George Clooney's and the Jennifer Aniston's of the world because... God only knows what what you know people are saying about them or 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 attributing you know things that they have said to them that were not true. So that's yeah, one of the we're things. In a that's very, one very of, strange place in our culture. We are. That's one of the things deep fakes are doing. They're taking celebrity faces 
and they're imposing them um, on, um, you know, on, on, on sex acts and, and, and X-rated videos. And you can't necessarily tell that's not George Clooney. Uh, well, one of the things I think is a problem is that, you know, that a lot of people believe this stuff because I think that too often we've given over our own uh, brains and our own individuality to just the general culture and to TV and media uh, and, you know, social media particularly, just in general. I, I think that, that people, that in a way, with all these digital devices that we have, you know, we just, we just tell Siri or Alexa to do this or do that. And we don't really have to think about it. I, I think it especially um, uh, affects children. I have a friend who has grandchildren. She says, oh, my God, she said, they tell Alexa to do everything. She said, Susan, these, these girls don't even know how to turn on a light bulb. You know, they tell Alexa to do it. And and I think that we're losing a lot mm-hmm. by not going through the process of learning things or the process of doing things. Yeah. You know, uh, even, you know back even in the dark ages when I was growing up, you know, you would go to the library and you'd look things up. That's right. Now you just ask Siri. There, There's no no process of, of, of learning when you're doing these things. So I, I don't know. I think that's kind of scary. <laughs> mm. Susan, so what's up for you next? Uh, what, do you, what do you hope to do next? Well, I just hope to do more of what I'm already doing, which is uh, a series appearances and speaker events, and, uh, which I really enjoy, and it's not something I ever envisioned. I mean, that's something that Siri created for me, so I'm grateful to that very much. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience. I've actually had a chance to go to some pretty exotic places like Croatia mm-hmm. um, to do uh, these speaker events, and so I would just like to do more of those. Well, maybe we should uh, find out, have you do some... Uh uh, this is the Glenn Beck program uh, kind <laughs> of stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to pay for that, Glenn. No, I know. Course, no, no, no. I mean, that's what I said. We'll have to talk to you about that. I yes, knew. Yes. Let me, let me give you the number of my agents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm very well aware of that. No, I've done enough freebies. Uh, no, I, no, that's I, very smart. I know. I, believe me, I know. Susan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Um, She's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a weird position because, I mean, you know, we didn't, it, like, in my mind, if you were the voice of Siri, like, the, you know, you're just getting a $25,000 a week Apple check that from royalties that are coming in. And that's not really what happens here, right? She didn't, she didn't say any of those things. It's the algorithm. It is a deep fake that we've been talking about. But it's, you still know with the voice of, uh, of Siri that it's, it's manipulated somewhat. But very soon, you're not going to be able to yeah. know that it's manipulated. I mean, listen to when she was saying the Siri stuff. It, I mean, that's her. Yeah, that's oh, her. Totally. Yeah. It's crazy. Just crazy. Back in just a second. listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Jeffy's voice is almost as famous as Sirius. Almost, almost. almost. Never hurts to have a little more cash in your hands, whether you choose to put it towards buying a home, paying down your debt, or splurging on yourself. Um, this is uh, this is an interesting year that we are uh, facing. Um, please, please 
pay down your debt, um, you know, get into a safe zone, if you will. I'd like you to start out by looking at your mortgage or if you're buying a new house, make sure you have the right mortgage. Get started now with a free mortgage pre-qualification from the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. They work for you. They're not trying to sell you a mortgage. They're going to find the right one for you. American Financing. Industry low rates, fast closing, custom loans. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Go there now. Big things coming this week. We're only two days away from the return of Steven Crowder on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck and save some cash. This podcast is sponsored by simplysafe.com slash Glenn. I love doing commercials for Simply Safe because I have this system. In fact, I have it in my office even where we have a lot of collectibles. So when we lock up the doors on the weekend, we know nobody's going to, you know, steal the ruby slippers or the cup of a carpenter. Simply Safe is the best home security. They believe nothing should come between you and protecting your home. Simply Safe has created a system where you own the alarm system. So for $14.95 a month, they give you the 24/7 monitoring. It's all wireless so you don't have to worry about somebody cutting the lines or the power going out. All of it still works. Get a jump on protecting your home the Simply Safe way. SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. G L E N N. No time like the present. This is how you protect your home and your stuff. SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. So I have nothing, nothing uh, bad to say about the first half of the Gillette commercial. Because I think we all agree that these are good things and we're glad that the world of madmen is in the past, especially if we have daughters or we're married to a woman. Uh, let's, uh, let's play the first half of this Gillette commercial. Bullying. The Me Too movement against Toxic sexual harassment. Masculinity. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Stop. Stop. So far, no problem. Okay? I don't want... Uh, Still uh, pandering from a razor company. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I haven't gotten there yet. They yeah. haven't said anything. You're watching this and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's gone on too long and that kind of stuff. Boys will be boys and bullying and all of that stuff. Bad. Don't disagree with the goal here. No, of course. Here's where it goes wrong. Go ahead. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. Once, but she says, and there will be no going back. Oh no! Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men oh, need to children. hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right oh, way. Bro, not cool. Not cool. Some already are. In ways big. Yo, men, we 
and small. I am strong. I am strong. But some is not enough. So how do we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. Ah, oh! <laughs> Gillette. The company that has been talking about sweet cheeks since the day I was born. They are now lecturing me about uh, the grotesqueness of our society. You've been pumping in the bikini clad girls going, oh, yeah, look how smooth his face is forever. Please don't lecture me and don't lecture me on what we have to teach our sons. I've been teaching that my whole life, and my father taught that to me. Luckily, I'm not the only one a little upset about this. Jeff Allen is calling in. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. How are you? Fine, man. How are you guys? Uh, well, you know, yeah. I, I just, I'm trying to keep my blood pressure down, and, uh, and this nonsense just doesn't end. Yeah, it does, and it keeps going. So I, I was talking to Tammy, um, and uh, I realized this all began uh, with the 19th Amendment. Is there a way we could repeal that and start over? The way it started with the 19th Amendment, and you want it repealed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think you can. And Tammy, Tammy said, well, it's probably not going to happen because there's too many women in Congress. But uh, right. It's right. just a thought. Right. And by the way, should we say that's a joke? So we, should we, we put that out there as <laughs> no. a joke? No, I don't think he is joking. Did you think he was joking? I heard it. My way, you know. <laughs> I, I heard it myself. I don't think he was joking. My gosh. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I just, isn't that what you taught your son, Jeff? Oh, I sat my boys down when they hit that age, when they started dating. And I said, that's somebody's daughter, somebody's future mother. And I said, if you had had a sister, would you want some uh, kid manhandling them in the backseat of a car? And no, it was a, it's a, it's a common sense discussion you have. Right. And there's a There's difference between married to a woman, you know. Yeah, the the guys who don't do that are still boys. They never grew right. up. They're still boys. Men oh, do of that. Boys who, who shave, you know. There's are little boys who shave is what I call them. Yeah, you know? and uh, they're out there, but uh, I don't think it's um, you know the majority. So is this like you said, I don't need to be lectured by a commercial. I know is 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 Gillette just trying to sell razors, more razors to women or do they think this will work for men? (laughs) Well, most of the men that I know are growing hairy beards, every last one of them. Yeah, I know. There's a reason to grow a beard now. And maybe uh, they're going after the um, the uh, transgender, um, the, the, the changeovers. So okay. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Uh, t- uh, uh, Jeff Allen is a comedian. He has been uh, out on the road uh, for CRTV and The Blaze on Make Comedy uh, Great Again. How's the tour been going? Well, we're off until February 1st. We're going into New York uh, February 1st and 2nd. But, uh, we did. What are uh, we? Is this like some sort of sacrificial... Uh, animal that you guys are that we're just putting you into new york <laughs> yeah exactly well that's what I, I thought that was odd go to the northeast with a car with a tour called make comedy great again uh, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a non-political um uh, tour so mm. I, I i i didn't understand it's not my job to create the title right I just right. <laughs> right right okay okay um did you see that uh, tim allen's show has uh has debuted Absolutely. now 
And it's on our queue, man. We record it every week. See, I didn't even know that it was back on. Uh, I just don't watch enough television to, to get the commercials for all of that stuff. Um, I knew that he was going to, but I didn't know it debuted. And, and it's doing well. Yes, it should. It's a very good show. Um, and uh, it's funny because it's one of the few sitcoms in, in history where there's a strong male lead. Um, back in 2001, I did a pilot for Castle Rock. And one of the reasons they were going to do the pilot with me is because we pitched a strong male lead in a sitcom. And the, um, the head of the studio, he was 55 years old at the time. And he said to me, he goes, you know, that's so unusual. Uh, and he said, it's, it, it used to, com- you know, sitcoms used to have strong male leads that he remembered years ago. I yeah. guess he started with All in a Family, and, and that's when things started getting kind of absurd. But, yeah, I said, I can change a diaper. I can do all that other stuff without looking like a bumbling idiot, you know. And um, obviously, it didn't get picked up. So. <laughs> yeah. Right, but, you know, Tim is one of the guys who is, I, you would say, almost the, the stereotypical guy that Gillette should be preaching against his his act has been that um and yet he hasn't been affected by this at all in fact if anything maybe being made stronger right because there's a there's a a a desire I guess a desire for it I mean whether they want to come out and publicly admit it but it's it I think strong men are attractive I I really do okay Um, we have that on tape yeah, you got that on tape. We have that too. on tape now. Not, yeah, we yeah. have that. Um, so I, I'm attracted to strong men. <laughs> if I went that way, I might grow. I'd right, grow. right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, or Tim, uh, Jeff, it's great. Tim. To, no no relation to Tim Allen. That's kind of no, sad, isn't I it? I get that all the time. I had a guy get me a job somewhere, and the guy comes over to me, and he goes, uh, so how's your brother Tim doing? I go, what? Who told you that? And he goes, your friend did. I, and, I, and this guy was a pastor. I said, you lied to a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never deny the reality. No, Jeff, you just say, no, I, yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. He's thinking about playing here, you know, if you book me a few more times. So I uh, <laughs> right, appreciate exactly. it. All right. T- uh, Jeff, great to talk to you. Jeff Allen, uh, comedian at large. And you can find uh, the, uh, the, the tour actually in new york coming in february but also on blaze tv uh, a lot of comedians making comedy great again also returning for a new season is uh steven crowder steven crowder is uh back i think on friday is he it's not thursday isn't it i think it's the 17th yeah it's and uh yeah. he's going to be sharing some uh more personal things and uh, it, it should be it should be quite a season uh, with Steven Crowder. You don't want to miss that. Only on the Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com. If you haven't signed up, you need to. Um, BlazeTV.com. Uh, Use the promo code Beck, and you're going to save, I think, 10%. Do it now. Promo code Beck. Blaze TV. Offer code B E C K. All right. Uh, coming up next hour is Brad uh, Meltzer, one of my favorite guests. Uh, of all time he is a history buff um he did the what what is the tv show his tv show that he does uh yeah this is horrible we've talked to him about it a bunch of times uh yeah history decoded Decoded, Decoded. Mm -hmm. um and uh 
he's just he's got this great mind and uh, loves history as much as you do as much as i do he's got a new book and i think it comes out today it's called the first conspiracy the secret plot to kill george washington you if you're a longtime listener you know what a fan of george washington i am i don't even remember this story uh, it's a new novel out, uh, The Plot to Kill George Washington. You wrote a book about George Washington. I did. Yeah. The First Conspiracy. Mm. This is the stuff. I mean, George Washington was into the secret, uh, you know, spy stuff uh, and was using that. And, and a lot of our CIA is is sprung from uh, the stuff George Washington uh, was doing. And this is the secret plot to kill him. That's coming up in uh, next hour. You don't want to miss, miss it. Brad Meltzer. All right. If you're looking to uh, hire somebody for the job, you know you have to get the right person and you'd probably like to get it pretty quickly. Uh, ZipRecruiter can help you. As a business owner, I know what it's like to find the right person. You have all these different metrics that you have to do. They have to know the job. They have to uh, be able to work within the budget constraints. Uh, they have to have the right attitude. They have to fit the culture. Yeah, and it becomes such a hassle to find the right person that you wind up just giving up and just continuing to do your work short-staffed, and then everything falls through the cracks. It's a, it, it, If you don't know how to do this, it, it can be a real, so real pain. ZipRecruiter is powerful matching technology. They scan thousands of resumes, and they identify people with the right skills, right education and experience, and they actively invite them to apply to your job. So they get the quality qualified candidates first now this started out ZipRecruiter started out as going out and posting on all the job boards well because ZipRecruiter spent so much money talking to um, uh, businesses everybody who was looking for a job was like you know you should just apply at ZipRecruiter so now ZipRecruiter is like the biggest job site out there and they're the biggest collection of businesses and they go out. They've they've got floors of data analysts, and they're they're working on this algorithm every day that has taken their job matching uh, software now from you know it used to be within twenty four hours you could have somebody there. Now it's within an hour you'll have somebody qualified that you, that you could say, yep, that's a perfect person for my uh, for my gig within an hour at ZipRecruiter.com. Try it for free now, ZipRecruiter.com slash back. Use that special address, ZipRecruiter.com slash back. Use the promo code BECK, and uh, you'll be able to try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash back. You know, as we talked about yesterday, um, the country is not as divided as we think it is. You're, the people that you live around are not as divided. It's it's Congress. The, the, the parties are far more polarized than the American people. They're just kicking people out that have common sense. For instance, um, does this sound like common sense? Does this sound like something a mainstream party would say? Um, right now, um, we need to change uh, the dialogue and find a balance in U.S. domestic terrorism strategy. Uh, so far, um, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, so far, there is nobody paying attention to the links of the trend of anti-government activism to Timothy McVeigh and the bombing of the Alfred Murray Building in Oklahoma. 
that event served as a touchstone for over two decades um and uh it is it's making a hype uh, a cottage industry uh, industry with right-wing hate that's why um <laughs> that's why bernie uh, uh benny thompson the representative uh, from Mississippi, who is now in charge of Homeland Security, is going to have hearings as soon as Congress comes back in, because we really need to look at uh, terrorism. And it's not the terrorism of 9-11. It's not the terrorism of, uh, of Al-Qaeda, but it is the terrorism posed by right-wing extremists. This is what they're going to use their power for, right? Investigating the president and uh, calling every right winger a terrorist. That's uh, that's what the Democrats are going to do with their their newfound this is, power. This is terrifying. This is terrifying. They're going to start looking at anything that they deem as a conspiracy theory, uh, anything that they deem as right wing hate, and they're going to start looking at the speech and those who are perpetrating this. And uh, who's going to be called? Who's going to be called for the hearings? <laughs> it's going to be interesting to find out. I mean, they will go after. I mean, they're going to go after certainly you'd think the Alex Joneses of the world, right? In that conspiracy world, the Pizzagate people, all of those uh, sorts of uh, groups. But then they're also going to try to, I'm sure, uh, loop in people who aren't close to the extremists. People, the guy who went into Pizzagate had been lied to. Mm-hmm. Okay. But even he, when he went in said, Oh, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought. He didn't go in and kill people. No, no. I, I mean, mean, he, he should go to jail. And, yeah. yeah, yeah he, he should he go to jail and he did, mm-hmm. but he didn't kill a bunch of people here. Here's, uh, here's Rep- uh, representative Thompson's uh, quote. He wants to find a balance in us domestic terrorism strategy. Uh, because so far we have focused too heavily on the threat of homegrown Muslim terrorism and too little on the rise of the far-right white nationalist and anti-Semitic groups. Mm. Would that include Lurs Farrakhan? Would that include the Women's March this weekend? Surely they're going to include that. Surely they would include that. Will that include Antifa? Of course not. They are only looking to the right. This is outrageous, and this is the new Democratic Party. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about if you're buying or selling a home this year. Tanya, my wife, and I started a company several years ago because we were really frustrated with uh, the real estate agents uh, who talk a good game but never get the job done. Um, And, you know, as we say in Texas, a lot of people with all hat and no cattle. Uh, who is the real estate agent get it done so we built a team to help sellers and buyers do things differently and to help you this audience buy or sell a home much more effectively what we learned is realtors advertise themselves they don't get things done the realtors that are focused on you and your home they get it done so we've put you together with the best sellers around the country. You want to sell your home fast on time for the most amount of money? It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Sell your home now. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program. How much is a human life worth? How much is it worth? How much is it worth to us as Americans? We have... We have 
spent treasure and lives, spilled blood all over this world, protecting people, freeing people. How much is a human life worth? I want to ask that of a couple of communities. The, uh, the GLAD community and also the Islamic community. Where are you? I want to tell you why in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, back to the program in 60 seconds. I want to tell you about Simply Safe. Uh, make a New Year's resolution to keep your family safe um, and save a lot of money. Simply Safe is high tech at its best. This is a security system that will alert you, will call police, will call fire. Anything's going wrong with your house, you've got it covered. They they spent like two years just on glass break technology. Because when you have glass break technology, usually it can't tell the difference between, you know, someone breaking a, a, a kitchen dish or a, a glass in the dishwasher to somebody breaking a, a window pane. And they do sound different, but not to most technology. So they went and they put it into trial over and over and over and over and over again until they got it exactly right. They have spent the time to get this right. And you will not believe the price. You have overpaid for home security for decades Stop it right now. You can get uh, you own the system. It is the best system. It is at an unbelievable price. There are no contracts, no strings attached. You own it and fourteen dollars and ninety five cents a month uh, for the 20 uh, for the 24 seven monitoring. Yeah, and you you own it means you get to bring it to your next house, too, which is yeah. an underrated part of this. I mean, you, you don't ever have to buy it again. Uh, how about this? You're renting. You don't. Yeah, you, you, you can you act. just take it. I mean, that's a big thing, too. You, they don't want you to drill into the house and do, make all sort of big changes. Simply right. say if you can put it in a rental, you can move it to when you buy, you can bring it wherever you go. Yeah, it's it's really a great service. And just go to the website, simplysafebeck.com, simplysafebeck.com. Just look for the chart on how much money you're going to save in one year. Mm. It's going to blow your mind. SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. So I told you uh, that about four or five years ago, I went back up to New York and I met with the heads of, El- uh, of uh, GLAD. And I said, can we put our differences aside? And this is not going to go well for me. Um, This will cost me all kinds of listeners because it will be seen as a sellout. People won't uh, won't really listen to the message at times. Uh, You know, they'll take the pictures and they'll spread it across the Internet. It will be bad for me. But I believe in something. And I know you believe in something. And we can argue about wedding cakes all day long. Or... We can look at what's happening in Iran, and we can look at what's happening in Russia. They are killing homosexuals in Russia. They are taking their driver's license away in Russia. I spent an hour, uh, and the uh, head person at GLAD in New York had no interest. Uh, She just kept bringing it back to wedding cakes. And I said, people are dying. Yeah, well, wedding cakes. Oh, my God. I have never been more frustrated in my life. I open up to any organization that I may disagree with and you may disagree with me on 90% of whatever it is we say. 
but we have to stand for life. There is something now that is happening in Russia, in Chechnya, and it is so bad. The LGBTQII2, did I get them all? A. A. Plus. Uh, <laughs> that organization over in Russia has to have their, their, their uh, identity obscured and their voice altered to be on the air anywhere in the world. What's happening is in Chechnya, the Russians are scooping up homosexuals and they are torturing them and killing them. It's being called the beginning of a genocide of homosexuals. Why are we not talking about this? Why is it that our political class and our media is so hyper on toxic masculinity so hyperactive on we've got to have 90 some genders we must have bakeries serving cakes for every event right. under the sun and you can still believe all of that and you can still all do that but is that the priority when there is a beginning of a genocide happening shouldn't the world stand up and say hey this is wrong. But did you hear that Kevin Hart joke from 2009? Oh because God. that is, wow, that was offensive. I'm glad they were all over that. So we have that going on currently. Mm -hmm. Currently. Now, this was five years ago. It's only gotten worse. And now the people who are standing up for gay rights in Russia are so afraid to stand up because they're going to be taken next if anybody finds out. That's just getting worse. And we continue to ignore it. Then there's this. Pakistan was the first Islamic country to come out against what China is doing to the Uyghurs in uh, China. Up to a mil between a million and two million, up to two million, definitely a million Muslims have already been picked up by China in this one province and put behind bars into concentration camps. What's happening to them is so horrific. It's just a re-education camp. That's all it is. But it's sleep deprivation, life deprivation. Uh, it's torture. There, We had one woman who escaped three times and finally escaped from China, came here to the United States, spoke. No one covered it. And she said, we are being forced to drink things that make us bleed from every orifice. The women are. She said, we're, we're being sterilized. She said, I can't prove it because I just got here. I'll go to a doctor, but they're, drink, they're making us drink things that makes us sick and bleed from every orifice. This is genocide. The, the, the Chinese are just saying, well, you know what it is. Uh, we're, just, we're just trying to make these Muslims uh, like uh, normal and usable Chinese citizens. Oh, that's all you're doing. Why is no one talking about this? Now, when I said at the beginning of the hour, how much is a human life worth? We know in Pakistan, it's a road. It's a highway. It's a highway. It's a literal highway. They came out and they condemned China. China came back to the leadership of Pakistan and said, hey, we'd like to do some more trade with you. And we'd like to build a, a, a literal highway. 
um, that we can we it'll help with trade for you and for us and it's going to be great for business. Well, they did, and now all of a sudden they're saying that no, this these are these aren't concentration camps. There's nothing to worry about with China. We we talked to them. Hey, have you seen the new road we're building? Why aren't we talking about the homosexuals and and their real plight, the real plight of homosexuals? Why aren't we talking about that? Because we've sold out for a political agenda. We've sold out because we have to make Donald Trump look like an anti-gay president, even though he's the most gay-friendly president this country has ever had. Certainly ever elected. Ever elected. Uh, I mean, we've sold out for what? For political purposes? For a wedding cake, we will look and turn a blind eye to people who are being tortured and systematically killed because of their lifestyle. We'll turn a blind eye because we want to make sure we prove a point on wedding cakes. We want to make sure that that baker makes wedding cakes for anybody, at least anybody we're protecting. But nothing. Silence in the media Silence from the organizations here. Silence from the um, the mosques here in America, because well, we've you know the West is just so evil. America is just so evil. America, sure, we can come here, we can say things like this country should be destroyed in the country, because that's just how evil we are. But we'll remain silent. Or if we're Pakistan, we'll just condemn Israel that lives with Muslims in their own towns, treats Muslims in their hospitals exactly like they treat Jews. We have to call them the great Satan, but China will build a road. And so we're not going to say anything about our own people. Did we say concentration camps? I think we meant recreation centers. That's a rec center. It's a nice gym. It's got a volleyball court. It's got a a swimming pool uh, with lanes. You know, it's like you can really get some good exercise. Good for the heart. Heart Do Do you know why Western civilization is so important? Do you know why we can't wipe Western civilization off the face of the earth? Because this is what Western civilization strives to do. To stand up for those who can no longer stand up for themselves. That's what we do. You want to talk about toxic masculinity? Let me tell you about the Navy SEALs. They're pretty masculine. You know what they do? Stand up for the women and rescue the women who are being systematically raped and abused and killed and and buried in graves. Nowhere to be found. We're talking about Western civilization that says care about your enemy, love your enemy. Without Western civilization, I don't give a flying crap about the homosexuals in Russia because I'm not one of them. And those organizations here in America, well, they're trying to take us down. They're trying to shut me up for what I believe. So I don't care about those guys. No, I care about all human beings because they're my brothers and they're my they're my sisters in God. 
That's Western civilization. Where is it in these organizations? Where is your Western civilization? Where is your, dare I say it, Christ-like attitude for the people who are actually suffering today? Because I got news for you. That baker doesn't make your wedding cake. Fine, that says more about him than you. You can still go get a wedding cake someplace else. And why would you want him to be forced to make your wedding cake anyway? You already know who he is. Stop wasting your time. Get married and then spend your time trying to save lives. I didn't hear anything about this on the news today. I I did hear, though, that the president served McDonald's at the White House. I mean, that is so low class of (laughs) him. Can I tell you something? I can't believe it. Can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. That story I actually like. Oh, I love it. I love that story. It's my favorite moment of the entire presidency. Because it's better than Gorsuch. It's better than Gorsuch and Kavanaugh put together. I love the fact that he slammed a bunch of Wendy's and McDonald's and Burger King on the table. Me too. I love it. I think, they should, I think they should do that all the time. I think they should, next time, I, want, I don't care if the entire government is back. I want the same people who were making the food last time, have them deliver on silver platters, uh, McDonald's and Burger King and Domino's, bring in some Taco Bell. I love that. It's, I think it's fantastic. That's America, man. It is. It is. And it's like, you know, we're not those, we're not a country of titles and kings yeah. and nobility. We're just working people who go oh. in and, yes, we all have McDonald's. We all have Burger King. We all have Wendy's. Not all of us, because I know there's some vegans blah, 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 out there. Blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, I want a state dinner like that. I want, that's what, what I want. Right. Yeah, like, I want visiting dignitaries to sit down to, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, a, the, to a freaking burrito supreme. That's what I, I want, want. I want the other countries around the gir- world go, these guys are just such simpletons. I mean, they don't know what fine dining is. We know what it is. We know what it is. And once in a while, it's nice to have fine dining. But most of the time, and especially when you're on a budget, this is what Americans eat. Yeah, have that back at your palace. When you come and visit us, it's going to be Brooklyn style from Pizza Hut. Get over it. I love that. I do, too. I love that. And the only reason why we're talking about that is because we're also talking about the real things, politics of meaning, where people's lives are at stake. And then, just to be able to survive the day, just be able to kick back and go, yeah, Wendy's at the White House. All right, never more than 60 seconds away from the uh, programming. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor, and then right back into the show, it's Goldline. Uh, will the uh, Dow at the end of the year, Stu, be closer to 30,000 or 15,000 at the end of the year? Wow. What is it? 22, 23 yeah. right now? Yeah. Uh, end of the year. I'm going to be hopeful and say closer to 30. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Don't be hopeful. Tell me what you really think. I, if I really had to guess, I would say closer to 15, but yeah. not 15. I, I think it might be down a little bit this really? year. but well, that's I, still hopeful. Yeah, I'm still hopeful on that. Look, um, you know, that's what he's here for, uh, to make sure that America <laughs> doesn't kill themselves, uh, because I don't think so. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's happening either this year or the next year. And I'm always wrong with timing, but I think it's right around the corner. Real economic trouble. Uh, when there is economic turmoil in the world, I mean, Brexit could really, depending on what happens tonight, uh, English time, so around 2 o'clock this afternoon, 
um, uh, Eastern time. When uh, when they decide on Brexit, that just something like that could be the thing that just starts this ball rolling and it all unravels. When the world goes insane, it always returns to a safe haven, and that is gold. Please call Goldline now. Do your own homework. I've asked you to do this before. Um, I, I am I'm strongly advising you to do it now. Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. So do you want you want a fun story about you choose the news here, Stu, mm-hmm. a fun story about destruction, how we're all going to die or a serious story that's just going to make your head pop off. So either way, I'm dead. Yes, yes. OK, yes, so yes, I think way. if I'm going to die, I want to do it the funnest way possible. Okay, right. So. so let's talk about this polar. Sh- <laughs> let's talk about the polar shift. OK, are you following this? No, I've only heard you talking about. it. OK, so the polar shift this is something I followed for about. 20 years uh, and just, you know, just lightly. Um, and I have absolutely no idea what any of it means. OK, <laughs> I know what it could mean. I know what theories are from the past. Um, but I I'm not a you know, I'm not a sky is falling on this one. Um, I just find it fascinating. So the poles, uh, the north and south pole, it's not fixed and it drifts every year. OK, and it drifts because we have a iron core. And then a molten core around that that iron core. Well, that's kind of like, you know, taking copper wire and wrapping it around uh, uh, iron and then taking a magnet. I mean, it's creating energy, okay, Mm -hmm. magnetic force. So you get your poles north and south because because the world is is molten just beneath the surface. it, It can shift. okay, and it can it can move and it can make the polar uh, magnetic field move. The magnetic field generally stays in the same kind of area. It has, uh, you know, in the past few hundred years, been as North Pole has been as low as Ohio, believe it or not. Um, But it's been a long time and it takes centuries to move, blah, blah, blah. Well, the polar shift is moving rapidly. In fact, it's now last year it moved 55 kilometers. It's now, I think, in Siberia. Okay, the North Pole. If you're standing on the North Pole, you are actually south of the magnetic pole. Okay, because the magnetic pole. Would that be right? South. Everything would be south. Everything would be south. Yeah. So you're south if you're standing at the the. You know where the pole is. You know the red, white, striped one. Right, right. Uh, you're, if you're at you're at Santa's Village, right? Right. You, you you're are actually not south. actually at the at the North Pole at that moment because of the magnetic changes. Correct. Now the problem is is that our GPS is run with magnetic north. Okay, so the further it can, it it's built to be able to withstand stuff. But they had to go in and have an emergency reset. This last year, because it's moving so fast. I mean, nobody's I don't think anybody's seen it move 55 kilometers before. So it's it's moving so fast and doesn't show any sign of slowing down. Well, our GPS had to be reset because otherwise we'd all be driving in the Pacific Ocean at some point um, because it's like it's it's all off. 
I find just that fascinating. Now, here's the part that they think is, uh, this is, uh, you know, these are just theories. They think that this has happened before, that the polls got so far out of whack that they, that North and South actually was East and West. Okay. So North and South would be up and down on a map and East and West would be, uh, no, East and West would be up and down and North and South would be left and right on a map. That's Um, bizarre. Bizarre. Mm -hmm. And they think that because everything is sitting on this molten uh, core that at some point, and this may have been why the uh, the continents broke up, at some point, the thing got so far out of whack that it actually, the mantle slid on that molten core. And so what was at the equator was now north and south, which would explain why you have like uh, fossilized uh, uh, tropical plants found in Antarctica because it used to be on the equator. Well, we're headed towards now a polar shift of some sort. And what's fascinating to me is if you've ever read the Bible and you hear, hey, uh, and the stars will fall. The only way to make the stars look like it fall is have a continental shift and a polar shift. To Glenn Beck. There's more to that, but I don't think we need to go on. It's already crazy. Um, life lock. Stolen identity uh, is a real nightmare, and things are getting worse. We told you yesterday. So yesterday, the day before, there was a story of, of a, a, a group of people that are actually advertising that you can have like, like $760,000 a year salary if you can help us hack in uh, to uh, people's identity and companies uh, and companies uh, uh, securities. Yeah. I haven't heard back from them yet. It's weird. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy that you're what really you you're online saying, <laughs> Hey, join us. I mean, shouldn't we infiltrate that anyway? LifeLock does everything that they can to stop all of that and stop somebody from stealing your identity and everything else. I want you to go to lifelock.com. They are the best in the business. Something goes wrong. They work to fix it. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Blaze TV host Steve Dace has a new book this week. Steven Crowder is coming back on Thursday. Sign up at blazetv.com slash BECK, promo code BECK. Brad Meltzer, uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Brad is the number one New York Times bestseller of The Inner Circle, The Book of Fate, nine other bestselling thrillers, including... Tenth Just, The First Council, The Millionaires, The President's Shadow. Uh, in addition to fiction, he is one of uh, the only authors ever to have books on the bestseller list for nonfiction, advice, children's books, uh, and comic books. I think I'm the only one on that list with you except for comic books. You beat me with comic books. We have the love for it, so that counts. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I, you know, I didn't until my son. Sure, because uh, you can give your kid that first hero. Yeah, and it's, it's and and I think in the '90s it felt like we didn't need that hero. Well, I think that's that's what happens is in all times. If if you look historically, at the time of the Great Depression, uh, the heroes that we looked to were heroes that were Tarzan and Flash Gordon were the most popular mm-hmm. because we would they were designed to take us elsewhere. We wanted to escape the mm-hmm. Great Depression, mm-hmm. and then World War II starts encroaching on our shores. 
and we get scared as a country. And we and don't even know how to yeah, fight We don't know how to either. fight. We're scared. We need someone to come save us, and Superman gets invented. Mm-hmm. Sells a million copies. Mm-hmm. And, and 9-11, same thing happened. We were once again a country, America. We were scared, worried that someone's coming after us. And the first movie that broke through the public consciousness was Spider-Man. And right now, even a decade later, 15 years later, we're still a country that's we're starving for heroes. There's no politics about it. Whatever side you're on, we are looking for a hero. And, and all times throughout history, it's not just there's a need for hero. That's where they're created to. And so I actually, um, this is, as you know, my, my nerd study of it. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's no coincidence why um, we look to, whether it's Neil Armstrong or Mr. Rogers this year, mm-hmm. or even George Washington, we're once again a culture that's starving for humility, um, for modesty, those, all of those three have something in common. There's a reason why they're, they're, people are looking to them again. We have a need. You've written a new book called The First Conspiracy, The Secret Plot to Kill George Washington. Um, you read enough history to know, for instance, Edison was not a, he was a bad guy. Did some good things, but also did some bad things. Um, and you can look at people and you can pretty much find that with almost all of them. Uh, and people f- say, well, I don't believe in any of these heroes and that these people were, you know, actually really good. Because a lot of times history is wrong and only tells one side. But you can find it if you look. Sure. I cannot find the dark side of George Washington. Yeah, no, the, the, the George Washington lives up to the hype. And I always say, but people will always write to me. One of the few. Right, one of the few. I mean, I, every time I do one of the kids' books, everyone always writes to me, well, this one did this, and this one did that, and this one had an affair. And I say, listen, I'm just telling you right now, if you're looking for perfection in people, the only person that's perfect, the only thing that's perfect is God. So there's your standard. Yeah. And I feel like George Washington sets that standard for us at a different level, which is why the thought of a secret plot to kill him begs the craziest question of all is what happens to us if it worked so tell me but we don't exist for one i agree um it, tell me uh about the plot because i i mean i've written a book on george washington i love george washington i've studied him not really familiar with this yeah this is a i found this story glenn in nearly a decade ago in a footnote where all the great secrets always wind up hiding yep. and I was like, a secret plot to kill George Washington? Is this real? Is this fake? Is it internet nonsense? What is it? And I was so struck by it. There was in 1776, just to be clear, let's talk about it up front, a plot to kill Washington. Some say to kidnap him. Some say to kill Mm him. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, he dies. Because back then, if you kidnap someone, at the Mm -hmm. lower level, we would trade you back to the British. But at Mm -hmm. his levels, you got hanged. And they caught that guy. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very quickly. And so they round him up. George Washington gets wind of it. They round him up. They build a gallows. They take one of the main co-conspirators. They hang him in front of 20,000 people, the largest public execution at that point in North American history. George Washington brings the hammer down. Is like, do not mess with me. I'm George Washington. I'm going to be on the money one day. Right? Like, that's, a, that's an actual historical quote. Right, right, time, right? Right. <laughs> but, but, the, but what I couldn't shake is, why don't I know this story? And there's two reasons. One, I went to Pulitzer Prize winning author Joseph Ellis. And I said to him, you know this story? Because I never heard this story. You wrote the biography on him. And he said to me, this is a story about George Washington's spies. That's why it's secret. That's why you don't know it. He said, you can find the exact number of slaves at Mount Vernon that George Washington owned. You'll never find all his spies. He said, by its nature, Brad, what you're searching for will forever be elusive. Mm. And the other reason why you don't know it is because of when the hanging took place. June 28th, 1776. Now, guess 
what else is going on in the world on June 28th, 1776. You're a week away from the Declaration of Independence being signed. June 28th is when the first draft, one of the first drafts is handed in. Correct. The British are literally coming. And with headlines like that, when you're studying that period, this gets obscured. It just becomes a footnote. So his his secret, um, and you make this point in the book, his, uh, his uh, spies really go on to inspire us and we don't know anything about them uh, or very little um but they go on to inspire even the cia yeah no that's my one of my favorite parts is we, we thought we were investigating this secret plot to kill george washington but what we realized is we found something far bigger which was we found out that george washington one of the first things he did is he created his own secret committee and the secret committee was called, because if you have a secret committee, you've got to give it a cool name, right? <laughs> so it was originally called the Committee on Intestine Enemies. That's a terrible name. Um, and then they settled on the far better name, the Committee on Conspiracies. And the Committee on Conspiracies, as you saw in the book, uh, is run eventually by John Jay, becomes eventually at the end of the war, the first Supreme Court justice. But what John Jay does in, is researching this plot is he slowly, you know, they go in the middle of the night, they're pulling people out of their houses, they're interrogating them, they're get, shaking them down for information. What they're really doing is they're building America's first counterintelligence agency. And you ask any historian today, you say, you know, what's the precursor to the CIA? And people will say, oh, the OSS. And that's the formal one. But the real precursor to it all is this moment in 1776 in the plot to kill Washington, because that's where it all starts. And they're using civilians, just like the CIA today. They're using civilians, not always military people, gathering intelligence. Was this was this uncommon, though? I mean, weren't kings doing that forever? Yeah, but we weren't. You know, George Washington, when we started, he wanted a good offense, wanted a good military, and he knew he needed a good offense. But what he learned in this period of time, right at the beginning, and this is 1775, 1776, um, at the start of it, we always think of the end. We think of George Washington 2.0 as the mm-hmm. war goes on. But in the beginning... This is where he realizes that, wait, I just don't need a great offense. I need a great defense. That There are people coming at us. We need information to see what's coming that we're not going to see on a battlefield, that there's a whole other battle being fought. It's this moment that inspires his later building the Culpering, his later expanding the Committee on Conspiracies. In fact, right now in Langley, Virginia, at CIA headquarters, to this day, there is a room dedicated to John Jay, who they call the founding father of counterintelligence. It all starts here in this moment. And I so I, I love, and you see these parts of things that I, and again, you and I have talked about this offline and on air plenty of times, but there were so many parts I didn't know. George Washington had his own private bodyguards, which I never, I'm like, how did I not know this? And what he had done is he asked all of his top regiments, he said, give me your four best men. And he narrowed it down. He wanted what they called drilled men. And drilled men were the best of the best. They they were just they were actually even a certain height, a certain build, a certain moral character, the mm-hmm. kind of person you really want on your side you can trust. George Washington personally narrows it down to about fifty people, and these become what they call the general's guard. They call them the commander's guard, but the name that sticks are the lifeguards, because one of their jobs is guarding George Washington's life. It's also amazingly where we may watch come from. That's where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> is that where we get lifeguard? Uh, I don't know if that's the official term. I, I haven't tried. Trust me, I thought it and I got to look it up. But that I honestly do think it may be where the term comes from. But it comes from the lifeguards. They guarded his money. They guarded his papers. And they guarded his life. These are the ones they went home with him. These were the original Secret Service. But these are the men who turn on him. That four of the men on the lifeguards accept bribes and want money. 
and basically decide we're going to go to the other side. You know, when you have Alexander Hamilton, you can you kind of can see why he turns. You you don't you don't necessarily agree with him, but you can see. Oh man, what a stupid mistake that was! What a stupid human mistake error, that was. right? Yeah, just just a series of human errors where where he turns. Yep. Um, uh, what is is it Washington's error? No, it's not. You know, it's not a. It's not a Benedict Arnold where I feel slighted and I'm going to do Did it. Did I say Benedict right. Arnold? Yeah. I, I, know, I know you meant though. I know yeah, you meant okay. yeah. Um, Benedict Arnold, uh, you know, has this. He, you see all the slights, and so you, you know it's ego and and hubris and all the other things that go along with any great fall. With this one, it's not that at all. It's nothing personal. Um, you know, and I think it's you know we in America, as you know, we take our heroes, we dip them in granite. We build statues of them, mm-hmm. and we do them a disservice mm-hmm. because they're not human anymore. They become these lowercase g gods, and which is horrible. And we're worshiping the wrong thing when we do that. And these people, anyone you look up to, as, as you know, I've talked many times, whether it's George Washington or Rosa Parks or Dr. King, had a moment, any hero you've ever loved, had a moment where they were scared and they were terrified. They didn't think they could go on, and they keep going forward. They choose to go forward. And, and what happens in this moment what we also do with the revolution, as you know, is we tell the story that we all gathered around democracy, we held hands, we marched forward as one, and we beat the greatest fighting force, the British, that the world had ever seen at the time. And again, it's a great story. It's not the real story. It was so much more complex. Um, we weren't, you know, we think we're divided now. We were so divided back then that there were nearly, in New York City in 1776, there were nearly as many loyalists on the British side as there were on the Patriot side, on the American side. And it was the same in our own military. Our own military, you had, you know, all these different regiments. So one of my favorite scenes in the book is you have the Massachusetts Regiment is meeting the Virginia Regiment for the first time. It's in Harvard Yard. George Washington is there. And, you know, these guys from Massachusetts, they look at the uniform of the of the Virginians. They have some frilly thing on their uniform. You know, we don't even have a, a one uniform that we're fighting. And mm-hmm. some guys are showing up in work shirts. Mm-hmm. And some guys don't even have shoes. So they're not unified. A fight breaks out, and George Washington comes racing in and grabs two of them by the neck, and he's shaking them and basically saying, stop fighting with each other. We're on the same team. And when you have, you know, and if ever there were a metaphor for where we are today, there it is. But to me, what you have back then is you have allegiances always shifting because here's the one thing that happens is it's not a sure thing that we're going to win in those early days of the war. Mm-hmm. In those early battles, we're getting crushed. And in those moments, the one thing that's true then and is true now is no one wants to be on the losing team. And so you have the governor of New York at the time, a guy named William Tryon, who basically is mad he's lost his job as the British governor. He was appointed by the British. He basically starts bribing people and seeing who can, who can he turn. And when you have, mm. as you know, when, when it looks like America's not going to do well and you may not pull it out and you got no gunpowder, you got no shoes guess what? They go, you know what? I might take that money to switch. And the, and the plot was exactly that. Their big grand plan, when you read the first conspiracy is, you'll see their, and again, we don't know every single detail because of course the plot was yeah. thwarted, but their plan was they're going to blow up bridges, they were going to steal our cannons, uh, and they were going to come for Washington. And it was all going to happen just as the British arrived in New York. That in that moment, they were going to give whatever the signal was going to be. And, you know, it sounds like something out of episode three of Star Wars, right? But they were literally going to turn and switch, and the people who were on that we thought were on the Patriot side were going to be revealed as traitors and kill everyone there. 
The name of the book is The First Conspiracy, The Secret Plot to Kill George Washington. Brad Meltzer uh, is uh, the author, and he's going to be doing a podcast with us uh, as well, so you'll be able to hear the story and grab the book. It's available everywhere right now. Brad, thank you so much. Always great being here. Good to, good to have you. All right, back in uh, just a second. First, our sponsor is Relief Factor. Um, <clears throat> Relief Factor is something I can speak to with personal experience. About a year ago, I told my wife, I just can't live like this anymore, and I don't want to take, uh, you know, uh, opioids. I don't want to get into any of that. And she said, try Relief Factor, please. We know people who it has worked for. Try it. And I'm like, it's all drug-free. It's all natural. It's not going to work. And she basically forced me, uh, and I thank her for that. Uh, because I tried it for three weeks, just like the commercial says, try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. If it does, you're going to want to order more. I still take it three times a day, and it has dramatically uh, decreased my pain. Four key ingredients that help your body fight against inflation. That's the secret. So try inflation it out. Inflation or inflammation inflammation because inflation would be because i feel like i'm inflated most of the time especially after the holidays yeah i kind of like that well if it does fight inflation we should just send it to the fed anyway three week (laughs) quick start only 1995 dollar a day it's a trial pack 70 percent of the people who try it are just like me they go on to order more that says a lot try it now call 800-583-84-800-583-84 or relieffactor.com this is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, congratulations to Donald Trump, who I thought won uh, the day yesterday on on the uh, serving Wendy's and McDonald's and Burger King and Pizza Hut uh, to Clemson. I, I just thought that was spot on. Yeah. You know who else liked it? Clemson. Because it's delicious. That's why. <laughs> that's why they liked it. I mean, that's that's the real way to do it. I really feel like they, he should just turn that into a thing. Every time someone comes by... That's the food. They're going to have to figure out something. Because I would think that by the time they had it all presented on the table, it might have been a little cold. And I, I You're like, going to have to develop I, a system there. I like the fact that he said, you know, we, the first lady and the second lady, uh, you know, could have made salads for you. But you wouldn't have really necessarily believed that. You know, like if 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 you were the president or mm-hmm. if I were in, uh, if I were the president, you know, we'd make spaghetti. People would believe. Yeah. My wife made the spaghetti because that's what she does. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't see Melania in the kitchen making salads. You know she can. Mm -hmm. But I like the fact that he said, yeah, she was going to do that. Uh, But then we decided, let's just go to McDonald's. Yeah. I just love that. I just want to be clear that that is not what my wife does. Um, My my wife wife is Italian. Yeah, your wife is Italian. My wife um, uh, and I both celebrate the freezer section of the grocery store uh, as if it was the holy grail uh, of all capitalistic achievement. Well, Uh, it is with all of the flavors of ice cream. It is so good. There's so much food. Why am I here? Why aren't I at McDonald's right now? (laughs) That's the only thing. Ever since we started talking about this story, I am just my mouth is watering for fast food. And I'm I'm willing to taste test to see which one I like better. The president could announce it. It's research. Uh it's I think it's research, honey. I've got I to go to I've got ex- all four. Can we expense it? I mean I, I think so. I mean you think we can. I think so. I think we I mean, can. Uh, IRS attorneys, don't call. You're listening to Glenn Beck.